0: Oh yeah, we are back. Zach Rothenberger, Anthony Lucci here. Welcome to the next episode of Motor Millennials. Woo! That's right, the episode you've all been waiting for. We've talked about it (laughs) for weeks now, the E85 episode.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think we got a lot of good information here, which we can share with our listeners. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about... um, Fuel, you know, something a little bit different than uh, the electric car topic we've been hitting on because it's been in the news recently. So we're going to talk about um, specifically E85 fuel and how that, um, like what cars you can run it in. You can't just go to the gas station and fill your normal uh, car up with it because um, you'll have some problems. So, yeah, a lot a lot on this episode. So uh, should we get into it, Zach? Yeah, let's do it. I'm really, I'm really curious. I, I know
0: Lucci or the E85 guy.
1: No, I don't know about that. <laughs> but yeah, so pretty much let's break it down. Like, what, what is E85? Okay, well, let's start at the beginning. A normal car runs on pump gas, right? And you have your different octane ratings. Within that fuel, I think, I, I don't know if you can even go to a gas station and knock it. Uh, fuel that doesn't have ethanol in it anymore mm-hmm. so i think it's out of every gas station pretty much mm-hmm. um for the most part at least and you'll see that when you go to the gas pump and it says contains 10 to 12 percent ethanol or up to 15 percent, or whatever that might be so the reason they do that is to make the fuel burn cleaner which of course we all know is due to emissions right you know they're trying to get cars to run a lot cleaner which is all good um the problem is with older vehicles, spe- specifically valve um, valve seats and a lot of parts inside the car cannot withstand ethanol. So if, if you're building an old older car or muscle car, you need to take a lot of things into consideration. Um, and they actually a lot of companies now are making parts which can help withstand ethanol because, like we said, you go the majority of fuel uh, stations have some percentage of ethanol in the fuel. And then of course you can get additives to help you know reduce that amount. But then you have e85, which is 85% ethanol. So much much greater content of ethanol right than normal pump gas. Um, and there's there's a lot of things that that affects. One thing is um, it affects the timing of your engine, the compression and the air fuel ratio of your engine. So there's a lot of benefits to it, um, but again, you can't just go and put it in any car because it has a lot of side effects too if you don't have the proper fuel system in place.
0: See, one thing that I always thought and shows how ignorant I was to E85 was I always thought E85 was – 85
1: octane, like oh, low yeah. octane <laughs> fuel. And here
0: I am, it's wrong. And and what was the, what's the actual octane rating?
1: Yeah. So, eight, um oh, so the base octane rating, um, I've seen it vary a little bit, but what I've read is around 105. Oh. I've also seen 108. Okay. So it's above a hundred. Wow. Um, So you think like, hush, that's racing fuel. Yeah. Like, let's right, go to the
0: track. Right. Yeah. We're talking <laughs> about like racing alcohol basically at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I
1: mean, but you don't want to just, you know, like you said, you can't just fill your car up and mm-hmm. think you're going to go racing to make a bunch more power. Yeah. Like, now some cars can handle it, some can't. Um, but let's get into like, so what is an octane rating? So that really tells you how knock resistant um, the fuel is and it can withstand detonation. Now, what is that? Well, you don't want the fuel igniting before. It should be within the cylinder. I mean, that's what your engine timing is all all about, right? And how to optimize power and make make that fuel mixture burn as clean and as efficiently as you can as it can. Um, as we know, like in the late seventies, they were knocking timing way way back, and and then you know, of course, you can bump that timing up. Like on my '73 Buicks, I have they set it at like I think four at the factory, wow. and, and like, it was like they made no power. But you knock that way up and it's one of the thirties. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like 34, yeah. 38. Yeah, yep, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and those engines can can, can handle mm-hmm. it without a problem. Mm-hmm. of course you gotta be burning clean fuel. So again, like Zach was saying, you know, with that high base octane rating, you know, it's um there's a there's a big benefit there. And Of course, we know with higher octane, you can make more power, right? So a couple of other things that E85 does is it actually has excellent cooling properties and it actually absorbs heat too. So if you're injecting the fuel behind the valve or um, anywhere in the intake, it'll actually absorb heat from the intake mm. and create a cooler intake charge, which makes more power, which yeah. we love. That's like what nitrous does, it cools everything down. Yeah, like <laughs> so, yeah exactly. Yeah. So you could think of it even like that, you could, um, you know, but you don't have a bottle on the back. <laughs> right.
0: so- not to cut you off. Yeah. So does compression matter? Because you, usually, you know, you think newer cars, you don't really think of like 13, 14 to 1 compression. Right. Like a race application. And usually like when I think higher octane, you, you know, means higher compression typically, right? So right. So does compression matter? Yeah. Us?
1: So typically like the standard. Um, so yeah, it will increase your compression ratio. And then if, you, if you're taking a look at like the air fuel um, mixture ratio that goes into the engine. Mm-hmm. This is where you can kind of connect the dots where okay so normal engine runs on 14.7 parts of air to one part of fuel to make that combustion happen but with e85 it's 9.8 to one Mm. so the lower the nut that first set of numbers is before the uh you know to one part of Mm. fuel That means it's a richer mixture. Right. right? Because if you're running, if you have a car that's running 15.3 to 1, you have a very lean condition and that's not good. We always like to be a little bit on the richer side. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, but this is really rich. You know, so you're burning, you have to burn a lot more fuel um, when you're using e 85 than you would with normal Mm. gasoline. Um, yeah, the good a, thing yeah. is E85 is cheap, though. It's cheaper than normal normal yeah. fuel.
0: Yeah, but to, to put the air fuel ratio into perspective, I know my Camaro, the LS1, they like the LS to be like around twelve to one. Mm-hmm. So just to put it in perspective, how actual fat, like how much fatter the E85 needs, to, you know, application.
1: Right, right. So how how do they achieve that? Well, you're still opening the throttle in the same position and letting the same amount of air into the engine. So through your fuel system, like your fuel injectors, the computer um, dumps more fuel. I mean, it, it has to allow more fuel into the mixture at that time when the when the injector opens and closes. So um, now you would think, okay, wow, it's going to be running like a pig and blowing black smoke out of the exhaust, right? Yeah. That's not the case. But with the ethanol, it actually burns very, very clean. Like we were saying earlier. So, if you have a lot of carbon buildup, it'll actually clean your cylinders. I, there was actually a, a guy who posted a picture. I think he had an LS2 GTO, mm-hmm. and he had the head on, ran it with normal pump fuel, took it off, took a picture, and it was, yeah, it had carbon on it, like normal, you expect. Then he ran the car with E85 for a while, and the piston top was completely clean. <clears throat> wow. So, it's, it's kind of crazy, That's you nice. know? Um, so when
0: so when was a couple questions. When was E eighty five introduced? Yeah. And how like how do you know if your car like does it do they you have a sticker on it that says E eighty five compatible? Or right. how's that how's it work?
1: Yeah, so I think it was nineteen ninety-eight when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um, and like you said, you have to know if your car is compatible or not. Um so a lot of time you should definitely look up like if if you bought a used car, look at your RPO codes mm-hmm. um, because your engine. It, Probably the owner's manual too. And the owner's manual, yeah. And the, I know on um, art, like I know when I got my truck, it actually had a little sticker in the window that said flex fuel E85. Yeah. Um, and I believe there might have been another card that came in um, with the truck as well, like in with the owner's manual and mm-hmm. stuff too. Now, I always heard that – so uh, let, I guess let's talk about flex fuel a little bit. Like how does – because that's what most people are they, – mm-hmm. they hear that term. It's like, what the hell is flex fuel, mm-hmm. right? Well, that means you can run pump a mixture of pump gas and E85. Mm-hmm. And the computer kind of takes care of the rest because there's a ethanol content sensor in the fuel system, which is pretty, pretty trick. That's really you know, cool. It yeah. is cool. So – the, the really cool thing, and this is one of the amazing amazing things about technology that we do have today, is that you know you could be running 91, 93, and your tank gets to empty, and you go to the state pump or the gas station, and they have E eighty five, and you can fill it up with E eighty five and not have to change another thing. Mm-hmm. So that makes it so easy. It's not like you're you have to. You know, go under the hood or change anything, yeah. you know. Um, but those, those fuel systems are built to be able to withstand the ethanol content in the fuel. Right. Um, so,
0: to kind of piggyback off that and when it was introduced and everything… So I was reading up on a little bit '85, mm-hmm. and you know we like to look at the history side of things. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So Henry Ford actually built an ethanol burning Model T before World War One. No, why? So this was like a th- this was a concept apparently way before it actually was ever fully you know ad- adopted. Wow, that's interesting. Yeah,
1: and I don't think we talked about. I, I don't know if we mentioned it. What it, ethanol is a biofuel made from corn, right? So they obviously had. So I guess wow, that's interesting. They were making it way back then, or at least the early yeah. forms of it. Yeah. So he had come up with this basically. Wow.
0: And you know, I don't know who the exact who gets credit for inventing it, but, right? Uh, but he had built an ethanol burning Model T at one point before oh, wow. World War I. And uh, you know, uh, from then until you know recently, there were you know numerous fleet vehicles you know had been modified to to run such ethanol based blends as well. Uh, but this actually wasn't fully, uh, you know, adopted by U.S. automakers until you know to begin, you know, producing E85 compatible um, components, you know, like a, as a standard equipment until 1998. So it's only hmm. been 23 years. This has really been a fully standard type. Uh, type of operation
1: yeah and i i mean probably zach you can probably relate to this too i remember seeing like flex fuel on the back of cars i'm like what the hell does that mean yeah and i and
0: like i said i was ignorant. and i thought e85 meant lower octane i was like oh it's more power i was like what the heck how do you figure like it's not but yeah now that you actually you look into it it's like okay
1: yeah yeah because you know when you don't have to worry about Detonation and where the fuel pre and you can keep that timing really where you want it to be, mm-hmm. right? And essentially, you can push the engine harder and make more power, more peak horsepower, right? right? Um, so you know, for an example like that, Zach and I both have um GM pickup trucks that um have the L E 3 engine in them and they are both flex fuel. So, for example, on um Normal pump gas, you, you, the engines make 355 horsepower and 383 foot-pounds of torque. Now, if you switch over to E85, it goes up to 380 horsepower and 416 foot-pounds of torque. Mm-hmm. So that's a 28 horsepower jump and a 33 foot-pounds of torque jump. Now, that's a decent amount of power just by switching fuel. You know that it's, it costs a lot of money to. Do upgrades to your engine to get those kind of increases. Yeah, and how
0: much roughly is the eighty-five, do we know?
1: I don't know what the current price is, but it's usually uh it's it's definitely cheaper than, than fuel. I, I know last time I got it, it was like might have been like two fifteen a gallon. And that's when like maybe fuel was around like three dollars. Mm-hmm. So it, it's significantly cheaper. We'll see if we can get exact stats on that.
0: Yeah, so apparently uh, it's roughly if it's between 235 and 270 a gallon okay. right now. Yeah. So it's a little yeah. bit cheaper than what your typical right. 90 or 87 mm-hmm. regular right.
1: is. Now again your fuel mileage is going to suffer because you're burning more fuel mm-hmm. but it's cheaper. So you know I mean you could sit you know you could do the math and figure out if, is it cheaper? What do you want? Do you want more power? Or are you trying to get the best fuel economy? I mean right. uh, you either decide to run it or not, you know. Yeah. And it does, the good thing that I like about it is it does clean out the combustion chambers. Um, the thing is you don't want to run it all the time also um, because of the properties of the ethanol. Like in the wintertime, if you have a tank full of V85, it's very difficult to start your, your truck. I know actually last year I had some in mine and the temperature dropped one morning a lot. Mm. And it's, it took a long time. Well, you know, fairly long for my engine to crank over. And I was like, oh, that's that's not good. So you, you really want to use it in warmer climates. too. you know, you don't want to be using it year round. Um, and um, I guess one other thing is, Zach, a lot of people who probably don't know, you know, they like we were saying earlier, you can't just run it in any car. Right. Like right. You have there's a lot of reasons why you can't run it in any car. Now, you can upgrade your car. But some of the reasons you can't run it in your car is because of the ethanol and how that affects different components. So what if someone was going to upgrade their car Mm -hmm. to um, E85? What what would they have to change out? Yeah,
0: for sure. So to, you know, to be compatible with E85, you need to make your car compatible to run alcohol, basically. So Mm -hmm. standard, you know, it's basically your fuel system. You need upgraded fuel lines uh o-rings, you know, throughout your fuel system, your, or your within your fuel injectors, things like that. Uh fuel pressure regulator needs to change, fuel filters, um, and preferably uh the stainless stainless mesh filters, so not just like a standard cloth filter, something more durable, such as stainless stainless, mm-hmm. uh bigger fuel injectors. And also you might need a cooler spark plug. Oh, that's to help point. with the efficient and the burning. And uh you know for for some of the the hot rod guys and gals out there like myself who's still in like, like ourselves who's still like, you know, carbureted engines, right. They do make E85 compatible carburetors. Hmm. They are, you know, they're specially coated. So that way they don't, you know, um, deteriorate, deteriorate in any type of way or, you know, kind of get attacked by the alcohol and the ethanol that's in the 85.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and now I personally think, you know, Again, if you're going to upgrade an older car, like yeah, you're most likely you're going through the whole fuel system and everything anyway. Mm-hmm. So like you know, get the right components on a newer vehicle. It definitely pays, in my opinion, to get it up front with the vehicle, like from the manufacturer. Yeah, you know, because there's a lot, everything's already built into the computer and mm-hmm. everything's done. Um, I don't. I'll have to dig up my old window sticker from my truck, but I don't think the E85 option. Was uh, It might have been like, I think it was like 300 bucks or, or something around there. Mm. And to me, I was like, ah, for an extra 28 horsepower and yeah. 33 foot-pounds mm. of torque, that's... Yeah, it's a, a
0: no-brainer. To, you're not going to find that much horsepower and torque gains for $300 no. pretty much anywhere. So no, exactly. If, you, if it's, it's cheaper horsepower, so you might as well take it while you can. Yeah. And and even if you don't use it, like I haven't run E85 on my truck yet, but at least I have the option. Exactly. To it so that's what's nice about the flex fuel.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's a great feature. Um, the one thing that, though, if you do have – if you are going to run an E85, you're uh, – you don't want to let the car sit too long with ethanol in the fuel tank or E 85 um, ethanol absorbs a lot of water. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, I mean, you can go and look at it, like state building, make a lot of products. I, I use them in my nine 11 specifically because of the mechanical fuel pump to try to get any water out of the system from fuel, you know, the small percentage of uh, ethanol and fuel. Um, but, you, you definitely do not want to um, just have it sitting around in a fuel tank because you got to remember that the condensation forms on the top of the tank and then that'll mix in with your fuel system and it's not good.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's definitely very uh, you know corrosive if not handled the right way. So. Yeah,
1: yeah. So... So that's pretty much wraps it up for E85. Um, there's a lot of great benefits to it. I mean, we talked about the, you have to burn more fuel, but it does make more power um, by, you know, having that higher knock resistance um, and being able to withstand detonation. So you can um, keep the time in, on your engine where you want it when you're trying to make power um, flex fuel, which uses the ethanol, con- c- uh, ethanol content sensor, Um you know it's definitely the way to go if you you can get it on a newer vehicle which i think most vehicles nowadays offer it um yeah i think so too you know and so this is probably the you might want to think of this as like the last fun performance upgrade before everything goes to uh (laughs) plug-in yeah
0: yeah that's right yeah you know i was just saying it is nice to talk about Fuel and burning something. Yeah, yeah. Right? Instead of, you know, electric. I
1: think we need to burn a lot of fuel at the track this yeah, year. Yeah,
0: I think we do. Maybe some rubber, too.
1: <laughs> well, thanks again for listening to this episode of Motor and Millennials. Uh, be sure to leave us a review. If you like this podcast, let us know what you guys want to hear. Um, if you follow us on any of our social channels, please, uh, you know, like, share, and uh, keep on motoring, as always.
0: Hit it.